We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. A lot of times I decide against asking for advice because people are so jaded by their own experiences. I don't really want to hear it. The biggest thing I learned in life was that a smart man learns from his own mistakes. But a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Ooh, that's a good one. Deadass. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeem. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. (laughs) We about to take Philo Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. Alright, listen, man. I'm gonna be 100% honest with y'all, man. I'm tired of people without kids asking me or telling me how to raise my kids, man. I ain't solicit no advice from (laughs) y'all. Facts. Mofos. Okay? I'll give you a perfect example. My homeboy. My buddy. My pal. One of my best friends. Says to me, he feels like I'm spending too much money on my kids' first birthday parties. How dare you? This nigga don't got no kids. <laughs> okay? All right? He got no kids. Zero. Not a one. Zip. Zilch. How are you going to tell me I'm doing too much for my first kids when I'm three kids into this and you ain't got no kids? I didn't ask for that. For sure. Are you willing to donate? <laughs> Let me tell y'all something about advice. All right. If people don't ask for it, don't, don't give, give it. it. <laughs> All right. And it. if if you have not lived through what I'm living through, don't tell me how to live through what I'm living through until you live through it. Because you know it's funny now, right? What he got a kid. Oh, oh, he got a kid now, right? The game changer. Watch when that baby first birthday come around. Uh huh. You know I'm gonna be there with my calculator, right? <laughs> Sending him a four-page letter, and I enclosed it with a kiss. And when I write him, he better get it on time. Oh, oh, oh. that was such Yo, a good part. I forgot about that. I was gonna it? sing some more, but you brought it back. I forgot that part. Time out. Time out. What but hold on. Wait. You remember when you wrote me that long ass letter? I sure as hell did. It was four pages, was front about, and back. Yep. A long in script. My eyes was hurting Do trying to read this. Do people even write in script anymore? No, they have laptops. Can I you, know. I kind of want to teach our kids, like, you know, penmanship, as we used to call it back in the day. Don't do that to our boys. No? They got big hands. You know how it feels to, to write in the pen and have the whole. That's why. I, so, how are they going to sign their names on documents? Let me, let me tell you, they had DocuSign. Oh. Listen, um, <laughs> women, I, I, this is a theory I have, and I think it's true. Listen to me. Tell me. Growing up, okay. 
Teachers be like, the boys always have bad handwriting. Uh-huh. Always have bad handwriting, right? Uh-huh. The girls always had beautiful penmanship. Okay. Right? There's a reason why. We have larger hands and bigger knuckles, right? But we all write with the same size pen. You know this type of cramps I used to get <laughs> writing my hand? I had to write my name in script over and over they again. They have the fat joints, though. Them fat pencils and the What fat I look pen, like so. with a fat pencil in my hand? <laughs> I mean, it's not mo- the most aesthetically pleasing thing to it look wouldn't, at. But, but it wasn't fair. Your handwriting probably would have been popping as opposed to whatever Now I think about it, that right was now. sexist that y'all made us write with the same pen, knowing <laughs> that we had challenges growing up as young young black men at Bethlehem Baptist maybe, Academy. Maybe we should revisit that for sure. Sure. <laughs> Definitely for sure. Pen so we're talking stuff. about letters today. Our listeners letters which we love to hear from y'all some of y'all be writing these four page letters too yes we can't get through four page letters from each email y'all so we had to keep it a little more concise absolutely but our email box is overflowing and we just really appreciate your support we love you guys so much so we wanted to dedicate a specific show to just answering some questions you know talking about advice also we want to be clear i don't like giving advice for sure. I hate giving advice. For sure. But I don't mind giving my perspective based on the things that I've been through. So when we give you the guys these advice through listener letters, we often give you the advice based on what we've gone through. Excuse me. Based on what we've gone through and also how we've lived through it. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I'm not a professional. I'm right. not telling you this is what you should do. I'm saying, hey, we've been through that and this is how we dealt with yeah, it. Yeah. And so, we've ne- we don't profess to be experts on anything that we no. speak about here. Especially We're just giving our opinions. Get, right, for sure. If y'all <laughs> seen DeVell's. Um, but we want to give y'all our two cents and just, you know, see. My penmanship is not that bad. I'm I'm taking, I'm going to go practice now. I think you should totally practice. Go practice for sure. Now, for sure. So yeah, after we had that birthday party for all three of our kids, just to tie yes. it back to story time, you know, everyone has their particular idea of what you should spend money on and what you shouldn't. People tell us all the time that they think that having first birthday parties or having weddings or having these celebrations that are big and you spend lots of money on are pointless and you can put that somewhere else. No, no. This is what for they me, say. This is what they say, first of all. They say, y'all had that baby. That wasn't even for the kids. That was for the parent. You got damn right. Absolutely. You damn right. My wife so carried this damn baby for uh-huh. 10 whole months. For sure. I dealt with her crazy ass for 10 whole months. It was time <laughs> to celebrate when that baby Deval came out. needed a drink, folks. Yeah, I needed several. So he bought everybody a drink. I bought everybody a drink. We had a good time. We sure did. We Celebrated life. See, for us, it's about the memory. It's yes. about the moment. Like every single of our, every single first birthday of our children were memorable. Yes. Who was there? The experience that we had. It's about sometimes creating the memories. So I get the whole practical side of it, where it's like, uh, you know, we don't want to spend the money on it. However, there's certain things that money cannot. We buy. celebrate life on one. Number two, sure. we cut the cake. Move on. All right now. <laughs> All right now. So let's jump right into some of these questions. You want to read the first one, babe? Yes, I'll read the first one. I got it. All right, go for it. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I've been in a relationship for eight years and married for two of those years. My significant other and I have recently moved in together, and it has been amazing for the most part. I say most due to the level of comfortability he has with me. To get to the dirty de- to get into the dirty details, he uses the bathroom with the door open, and sometimes when I'm in the shower, talking about number two, <sighs> he farts when it I'm right next to him and no. picks his nose, then rubs it on me as if it's a joke. <laughs> this is only the short list. Damn. <laughs> With that being said, I have multiple questions. One, at what point do you guys draw the comfortability line for one another? Two, how can I talk to him about changing his new behavior he's been exhibiting because I'm starting to find him less sexually attractive? Well, no shit. Like, <laughs> that just feels like, like, are we in kindergarten, babe? 
you know, boogers and stuff. Yeah, I don't wipe We're boogers wiping on boogers. You, but, you know, I, I mean, I do see you picking, picking your nose fairly I, often. I, I clean my nose. Like, what do you mean do? I don't know. I don't your your nose is you. pretty substantial. So Deval be out here like digging for here you go. all the diamonds up in there. Here you go. But yeah, I mean, the level of comfort, you know, like you said, you've been in a relationship for eight years, married for two. So I get that. I wonder if you've been living together for eight years or if it's only been for the past two years. Because sometimes right. when you're just dating and you're living in separate spaces... And then you move in together, especially if you're just newly married right. and have never lived with that person before. You may not pick up on those little isms that they have That's that true. will drive you crazy. That's true. Um, and, you know, me, I got about 50,000, 11,000 uh, pet peeves. You, <laughs> so you that's everything. sometimes hard to deal with when you're living with someone, you know, and he may think that, well, you know, now we're living together. I can be comfortable. I can be myself. And uh, you're not with it. So I, I get you, sis. And well, the level of attraction that can decrease to me, over that. that to, to, to me, that was very simple, though. She said, like, what do I do? Your man is going to want to have sex. Tell him the things he does makes him less sexually attractive. He's going to stop. For sure. Yeah, Period. for sure. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. If you told me that there was something that I was doing that made me less attractive to you sexually. For sure. I'm going to stop that. You know what? Deval actually... Let one loose in the bed one time that drove me <laughs> to sleep in the living room for the night. I got so mad, like like to my core, because oh, I'm gosh. like, how dare you subject me to that odor in listen, my bed? And you know when listen. you do it and it gets trapped underneath like the comforter and there's like, no escaping it. And then I had nowhere to go. And I was like, I'm going to the living room. And I literally went on the couch and slept there for the night. And he knew not to bother me because I got some good ass sleep on the couch. You can blow the bedroom up all you want, but we were separated for that night. But you know what? He ain't getting on that night neither because that was not cute. Listen, guys. All right. What I did you eat I that farted. day? I farted. I farted. Okay. <laughs> what did you Kadeen eat act that like day? she don't fart. Let I me give you. I'm gonna let dough. you in on a little secret. All right. I'm gonna let you know a secret. What, ladies? Now? I'm gonna let all y'all in on secrets. Right. All y'all hold y'all farting farts in all day. Right. Because I don't fart around my man. Right. When you fall asleep, you know what happens? You <laughs> fart. And we be sleep in the bed, and you just be like. <laughs> And you be wanting to cuddle and spoon, and I be spooning you, and then I just feel a little ruffle, and then I hear, Bring. I don't wake you so up. I don't make a big I'm deal like about it. Unconsciously doing it? Yes, you are a sleep farter. You are a sleep farter. But I don't and hold mine in either. I'll excuse myself before I just be letting listen, it go. Listen, I'm letting you know, low now, ladies. All these farts that you hold in, they come out at some point. <laughs> you may not know, but he know. You're so annoyed. So don't be so upset when he lets one loose, because you would have probably done woke him out his sleep a couple times. All right? Uh, yes. As far as going to the bathroom while y'all are in the shower, I do that all the time. Kadeen does that. Yeah, we do do that. If Sometimes you have one bathroom yeah, and you got one like toilet. Yeah, around it. Now, now but why granted, does he pick when she goes in the shower to do it? You don't pick. Like, you don't, you don't just... Do you think that he just be like, oh, she in the shower. Let me just go drop a deuce. I mean, I guess. No. Sometimes you just got to go to the bathroom. Oh, wait. It does say that they recently moved in together. So they yes. weren't together all this time. Yeah. And it's a learning. It's They're a, learning, it's a learning each curve. other. Yeah. There's definitely a learning curve when you finally move in with someone, even not being married. You know, Deval and right. I didn't practice the, tr the traditional, quote unquote, you know, get married first, then move in together. We lived with each other before that. So we kind of yes. knew what we were getting into. Yes. Um, but drawing the line when it comes to certain things with like being comfortable, um, I think we both give each other space. And I think it's necessary sometimes. And I think you should have the conversation with him and let him know that you're just not really into that stuff to me to me those are the easiest conversations yeah. as you're getting to know somebody and you move in together you you expect there to be some you know feathers ruffled right hey you know i really don't like when you squeeze the toothpaste from the middle 
right. Can you squeeze that motherfucker from the bottom? <laughs> For sure. Because I might lose my mind. If or you I go buy one of them joints that you can attach to the bottom and you just slide it as you go. Yes. As like a, a sign, you know. But then that's the passive aggressive way and we don't do No, we we, don't no. Passive, passive aggressiveness does not work. You have to be direct. Yeah. We're talking about marriage. Y'all plan on living with each other for the rest of your life. For sure. You must be direct. But if 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 it's truly hindering your ability to be sexually attracted to your husband, that's an easy way to tell him because then he, he won't have no problems mm-hmm. doing it. He chose you to spend the rest of his life with, which means he wants to be with you for the rest of his life and only you. So if you tell him that's going to hinder him from getting some booty, he going to change it. I mean, that's a, that's an easy one. And, and not for nothing, this is normal, guys. Like, moving in with someone and finding out that there's things about them that you don't like is normal. Don't think that, oh, my God, this is going to be a problem. We're going to get a divorce. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's not. It's normal. Talk through it. You know, seek out. You know, I don't even think you got to seek help for this. No, Just for seek sure. out some time where you're not offensive. Right. Just sit down and say, like, You know, I love you, right? Like, I love you. However. Right. That's simple. <laughs> can you please choose to drop the deuce when I'm not in the shower? Or let right. me know that you feel like it's approaching. And I like, can get out Like it's shower. turtle heading at that point. Oh, <laughs> you feel it coming. And I'll delay my shower about 10, 15 minutes. That's a good point. If it's necessary. Yes. For sure. <laughs> All right. On to question number two. All right. Let's switch gears. Me and my boyfriend have been together going on three years, but he, but we've been very good friends since the age of 16. I'm now 32. We have a one-year-old daughter and I have a seven-year-old son from a previous relationship. We're living in a two-bedroom apartment right now with all of our stuff and the kids' stuff, and it's starting to feel like the walls are closing in. Been there. We need more space. For sure, we've been there. I finally brought up the suggestion for us to temporarily move to my parents' home, which they have three extra bedrooms, so we can save some money to purchase our first home, and he is totally against it. I said that we can set a 10-month goal. And he brings up everything that could go wrong instead of just hearing me out. His main concern is he will not feel comfortable. But mm. what is 10 months of being uncomfortable for something that we can enjoy, God willing, for the next 40 plus years, plus we can have the space that we all need soon? I don't know what I should do, apart from me feeling like he's not ready for that step that I am, but I am. Should I figure out a way to do it without him or hope he comes to his senses and sees things my way? Oh, gosh. Hmm. Um, I heard you grunting and groaning over there. What? what, what? This made you feel some kind of way, huh? It, it does because I, I've experienced this with my parents and then my brother, right? The hardest thing for anybody, not a man, not a woman, the hardest thing for anybody is to move back in with their parents, hmm. right? So I could only imagine how hard it would be for me to move in with somebody else's parents. Right. Your your woman's parents. Absolutely. Right. You so know, it's like an ego shot, you feel like. Um, Yes, definitely. Definitely an ego shot, but not even so much an ego shot, but it's like you have your own space you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give you a perfect example. My brother Brian moved back in with, with us. He did. And your brother at one point moved back in with us, right? For sure. For them to follow our rules that we set for our house, even though they're our peers... Not and our subordinates adults. and their adults, adults was difficult because they're like, I have my own way of doing things. Can you imagine going through that and having your own kids and having a wife? Think about the nights where you and I have our arguments. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine her parents listening to them have an argument? For sure. Yep. And not knowing if they're going to be infusing themselves into it, if they're going to let them have their space. 
Imagine that can that. be very uncomfortable. And yeah, people have their ways. Like we're set in our ways kind of, you know, as adults. And I'm sure her parents are as well too. Oh, man. Um, so that's something that could be uncomfortable with living with someone once yes. they have their own level of comfortability doing things in their own home and then having to curtail that to satisfy somebody else. Like what if her parents, you know, don't want them coming in and out of the house at late hours, but he's used to going out with his boys. And Absolutely. She may be okay with that, but then her mom might be like, well, you let your, your husband go out at night. You know, it just infuriates uses that Absolutely. many more people into your relationship. So I can get where he feels uncomfortable with that. And also setting the time frame of, oh, it's only a 10-month thing. Those 10-month things often turn into 12 months, 15 months, two-year things, three-year things. Purchasing a home is not easy. Right. It may take you three to six months just to close on a home. So you may think that you may only be there for 10 months, but then you have to find a home then after you find a home, you have to close on a home. Yeah. That's not something that... I don't know if 10 months, 10 months is realistic because she said to move in to save money, first off. Right. And then you're saving money to build for this house. So 10 months is is maybe not a realistic time frame. And, uh, but I do agree with the feeling uncomfortable to have that growth. And we've mentioned that recently, even with yes. us just having to relocate. We are in turn a little more uncomfortable in our surroundings because it's new. But at the same time, too, we knew it was necessary in order for us to move to the next level. So it was needed. You know, yes. you develop your own comfort zone and things don't seem to progress the way you want it to. So you have to shake things up a bit. Right. So I do understand where she's coming from with no, the, that perspective. I completely understand where she's coming from as far as making yourself uncomfortable to then be comfortable long term. But I feel like putting yourself in situations where you can't be successful as a couple is not going to help. You know what I'm saying? So there are other ways where they can make themselves uncomfortable and save money. For example, if they have multiple vehicles, drop one like we did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Drop both of them. Take the train like we did. Or maybe try decluttering. I know it's a two-bedroom apartment right now that you said you're in. You know, I know a lot of debriding had to take place with us just moving. So maybe getting rid of some things that you feel like are not necessarily like you don't need right now or having someone help you at least organize the space that you're in right Right. now. Sometimes it requires that little bit of touch to kind of make things at least livable and doable to be comfortable for everybody. Yes. But I know what it's like to be in a space where you feel like you've outgrown it. That's how I felt in our place in Brooklyn. I felt like we were there, you know, Deval and I, together as a young couple and then we had three children in there and at one point we had your brother his girlfriend and his son at the same time so there were like four adults and two children living in the house together uh, or in the apartment together and you feel like you're kind of trapped and that can be super uncomfortable and very kind of depressing at the same time absolutely and i think i think it'd be important for us to explain to them because people have asked us why did we rent for so long Giving them some perspective on buying properties now in 2013, right? Oh, absolutely. This is stuff that DeVal had to actually school me on because I wasn't right. savvy about it. But. So first and foremost, you said you wanted to move out of your apartment to save money, which more than likely means you don't have a much saving now, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking for at least a three-bedroom. And let's just get, for example, say they're living in New York, right? A three-bedroom home in New York. Let's choose somewhere that we know for a fact is McConarsie. Mm-hmm. This is not a big, lavish home, but that's going to cost you like a half a million dollars. For sure. On the right? low end. because they're the low about, end. Like, Yeah, they're going at like six, seven now. So now you're looking at you have to you have to save at least 20%. 20% to put down. Which will be $100,000. Yep. Let's think about the mean income for two family homes in Canarsie. It's probably about $100,000 to $120,000. Right. right? After that's with taxes, two working adults. That's with two working adults, right? So after taxes, you probably bring home... Maybe sixty five thousand a year, mm-hmm. and then after expenses, that cuts down to about what thirty thousand if you have I was cars. Say 30, yeah. If you plan on giving money to your parents because you're staying there, maybe a thousand dollars a month to your parents because you're staying there with three kids. 
or two, two kids. kids. Yeah. So now you you saved about twenty thousand on a good day, on a good year. You save because if you don't go on no vacations, you've saved twenty thousand dollars. You would have to be in your parents' home for five, five years. years to save the amount of money you need to put a down payment on a home to live comfortably. For sure. And this is like on average. Like and this is like on average. Not this knowing is the particular situation. What, what people yeah. typically would have to do. Now, I, for one, would not want to live with my in-laws for five years. You and I have traveled back home multiple times when we were in the <laughs> NFL and just living now. Bruh. When I'm at your parents' house for longer than five days, you and I be over it. Mm-hmm. When we're at my parents' house for more than five days, we're over it. Because our parents, they're, that's their home. That's and they, their and home. They have their, their, like I said, people had their isms. Yes. And they should, like one time, I'll never forget when I stayed at DeVal's parents' house for the summer. I was pregnant because our apartment was being renovated. So we were at DeVal's parents' house. Mm-hmm. And I warmed up something in the, in the, the, the oven. Yes. And the pot that I warmed it up in had like residue and it was like stuck on grease and stuff. Yes. So I... Because I was rushing to take Jackson to school, I said, "Let me put this in the sink and like put some soap in it, some hot water, so it can just sit." Set, you set yourself up for failure. so it can just sit, so that way it'll be easier to wash when I get mm. back. Mm-hmm. I didn't come right back because I ran some errands, so there was the pot and a fork in the sink. Deval's father <laughs> took a picture, yes, of the pot and the fork in the sink and sent it to us in the group chat with these words, and was like. Do, sh- the rule in this house is that dishes don't spend more than one hour in the sink. Yes. Please wash this. And 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 then it was I shouldn't have to come home to all all these dishes. All these dishes. In all the sink. all two of these dishes. All two of them dishes. All yes. both of them. And and I was like, what? And I and when I'm staying at somebody else's house, I am very cognizant of the fact that it's not my space. So I try to make sure that I keep things in line. I contribute. I'll clean up the common areas. I'll sweep. I'll mop. I'll do certain things. So I was like, it's about we got we got to hightail it out of your parents' so, house because but this caused I'm gonna catch rift. a case today with your father. This caused a rift with talking us talking about this one d- pot in the sink. See, but this caused a rift with us because I grew up with the man. So where she was just like. <laughs> She was just like, why I was would this? so offended. And I was just like, I was like, why would you leave the dishes in the sink? Like, you already know this. Take five minutes and wash the dish. So now me and her are arguing because of my father's rules. Right. That in our house, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. But now since we had to adhere to the rules of our parents, it caused a rift in our marriage. For sure. And as much as you would think like, hey, it's only 10 months. This won't be a problem. That will definitely at some point Cause a problem. I know, sis. I get what you're trying to say. And I get what you're saying. And you're smart. She's smart for thinking in a financial mindset, saying we can save money, but realistically, it's not going to be 10 months. It's like sometimes your sanity is priceless. And this may be a thing where you have to kind of just see how are we going to be able to. Other ways. Find other ways. ways Don't go on vacation for three years. Um, Cut your expenses. Don't go out. You know, if if he has to pick up a second shift somewhere, Mm -hmm. do whatever you got to do. Because Kadeen and I did that. Let that be your last resort if you, if yes. you can make it work. If you can make it work, find somewhere Because I get else. it. I'm comfortable in my parents' space, but you, you're not necessarily always that way. I'm not comfortable in anybody. I'm not comfortable in my parents' That's space. That's true. He needs his own four walls. Yes. For sure. All right. So that brings us to question number three. I'll read this one. Okay. Go for it. I've known my girlfriend for about eight years now, but we've been dating for a little over a year now. Something is good, um, everything is good, and we are learning to talk through our issues. My biggest issue is that her mom has still not fully accepted me. I have no idea why, because I've never disrespected her, her house, or her daughter. Funny, we were just talking about this. We were just talking about this. My question is, what should I do about this? 
Part of me doesn't want to care because I'm not dating her. I'm dating her daughter. At the same time, I want to marry my girl one day, so I know I'll have to be around her mom. How should I go about handling this situation? Whoa, brother, it was like you were in you were in our space this past weekend because we were just having this conversation. Yes. Literally with our family and um some of our siblings and stuff and just talking about how easy or not easy it is to infuse somebody else into a family or to have that you know, relationship that you can potentially build with a significant other's yes. parent. It's difficult because I know DeVal in the very beginning, when he came around, there was about two years that DeVal did not come to my house because yes. he felt as if I'm a good dude. I come from a good family. I'm good to your daughter, but you're still giving me a hard way to go. So you know what? Okay. I'm not coming around because yeah. I don't have to deal with this. Yeah. And he would talk about, Former, you know, situations he was in where everybody just loved DeVal. Yeah. But my mom pretty much point blank said to me, you could have walked through the door with Jesus. <laughs> I don't care. Right. And that was how she felt about it. And sometimes, brother, it's not you. It, you, you have to sometimes take into consideration what may be causing her mom to feel this way. Right. Why is she not interested in getting to know you? Is the daughter the only child? You know, and she may feel like she's losing her daughter to this man. There can be so many different reasons as to why she's not comfortable. Allow me to allow, uh, to provide some perspective. Okay? You know I love you, Mom. But, um... <laughs> oh, we preface it with that. Yes. Being a young man, 18 years old, I was introduced to her mom during a time where Kadeem was transitioning from one school to the next. Right? So, I know myself. I know that I'm a hard worker. I get good grades. I'm a Division One athlete. I come from a good family. My first thought process is, why would a mom not appreciate me being around their daughter? Then I had kids, right? Imagine your 18, 19-year-old daughter is going to another college with a boy. There's so many things that can happen there. For sure. The only thing Absolutely. you're thinking about is, is this boy going to be a distraction for my daughter? And then... At the time, I wasn't thinking about none of this. I was thinking to myself, I'm a good guy. You know, why Why would she be doing this to me? Because I didn't remove myself from the situation and think about how she went into it. Right. On top of that, Kadeem's mom came to this country at 17, met her dad, and the two of them built what they had together. So for her mom, what I realized is that when you make these decisions about who you're going to spend your time with, those people are going to put you on a path of where the rest of your life can go. Or potentially go. Potentially. Uh -huh. So mothers are not going to be just accepting of anybody who walks in the door without learning them first. Yep. And you said you've known your girl for eight years. Yeah, known for eight years, but only been dating for a year. So I'm wondering at what point he was introduced to the family. Were y'all dating and you weren't introduced? Or, right. you know, because if it's just a year, that's still... That's still very, very still recent. still very new it's and very young. recent. And you also have to ask yourself, if you known her mom or known her family, what behavior did you exhibit prior to y'all dating that she may have inhibitions about you dating her daughter? Because that also happens. If parents have known you for a long time or known you and seen you with a bunch of different girls or seen you around, they may be like, oh, I don't right. want my daughter just to be another one of the girls that he's dating. Oh, yeah. They may not understand how your relationship evolved right. into what into it this. is today. That's also a good possibility, right. too. So there's, there know. are a ton of things you have yeah. to think about as a man going into this situation. Not just, oh, she don't like me. I'm telling everybody this right now. If you date my sons, one of my sons... I'm not going to like you. 
I'm Facts. not gonna like you. Facts. I don't care. That's one thing that Deval and I are united on when it comes to our boys. Yo. Yo, we don't like nobody. No, I don't like no. You're gonna have to prove <laughs> to me because, and as a parent now, I understand how K's mom game. I've worked my ass off to try to give my kids everything Every and put them in a position to be successful. So true. Anything that comes in the way that might be a distraction, I'm not liking you. You're so right. You're so as a mom now, I totally see it. When you become a parent, and they they always say it's like the cycle of life. It's like you won't understand until you're a parent. How many times have both of our parents said that to us throughout life? They still say that. They still say it. You just won't understand. And now it's like you won't understand until Jackson's a teenager. You won't understand until Jackson's 25. My mom just said it the other day when it came time to, you know, arranging room situations for who was going to sleep where, you know, the the people who weren't married, my mother's not comfortable with them sleeping together or in the same room. Even though they live together at times. And it's just that she's just like, well, when you, when your kids are that age, you'll understand. And I, I'm like, you know what, mom? You're probably, probably right. right. She's probably You're probably right. absolutely right. Because we may probably be hard to deal with. And then, you know, Jackson, Kyron, Kaz will have their podcast later where <laughs> they answer it questions. Absolutely. And they're like, you know what? My parents are absolutely crazy. So absolutely crazy. I'll say all of this to say this. If that woman you're dating is worth it, it will be worth putting in the work to show her mom that you can be valued and trusted as a man. Because listen to this, as men in this society, right, we, they owe this big word, there's a button, a hot button topic that we'll probably do a podcast on called submission, right? Where they're always saying that, oh, women should be submissive. In the Bible, it says women should be submissive to their man, right? Yes. We know that that's antiquated Fantasia and outdated. Yeah, Fantasia talked about yes. it. But think about this, right? Anybody who's going to submit to anybody has to trust that that person is in a leadership position, trust that they can... They can trust that that person is a leader. For sure. And you showing that you can get her mom to trust you, you're showing the woman that you're dating that she can trust you. And when it's time to make decisions in your household as the leader, she'll then feel comfortable trusting you because you've gained her mom's trust. For sure. So if she's worth it, put the work in because it'll work out in the long run. And I can think of it on the, I can speak to the flip side of that. I was so sure about. Who DeVal was a pers- as a person, I was sure about his character. I was very sure about his ambition, his work ethic, where he was going in life. So then I found that it was my responsibility and my task, because I know my mom and I know my parents best, right. to speak to that and to not shy away from it. And, you know, avoid the conversation That's per se, point. because we actually have a, a friend that, you know, was in a relationship with someone and... and his girlfriend avoided the conversations with her parents because she was so worried about what her parents would say and she didn't want to ruffle her parents' feathers or she just wasn't used to speaking up for herself. So in turn, he was like this undercover boyfriend and never became known until it was time for him to propose and then it was this awkward conversation because the parents didn't even know he existed. So I think it's her responsibility because she knows... Her parents' isms, you know, right. and she may know the best way to communicate with them and get through to them to let them know, you know what? I love this man. He's an amazing guy. This is what he's doing. Just give him a chance. Just give him a chance. And it's funny you say that because it comes full circle, right? We talked about submission in a relationship. Being a leader or being in the leader leadership position, also knowing when to defer when it's not your fight. Mm. Me, being a leader in my relationship, knowing when things are best fought for my wife to handle. Just because you're the leader don't mean you got to make all the final decisions. That's your girlfriend's mother. Let her get involved and let and she'll let you know 
when will be the best opportunities to put your foot forward and, and, and continue to move forward in building that relationship? I do that with Kadeen all the time. When things are outside of my uh, outside of my scope of knowledge or my scope of work, <laughs> I have no problem. it's not in no your pay grade. If, if I was yeah. like, I just can't. I'll say the case sometimes, yo, yo, that is not in my pay grade. You have to handle that. Whatever you think is the best thing to do, we rocking with that. This is a great time for you two as a couple to learn how to navigate situations together. Mm -hmm. That's her mom, but you have to fight for her respect and her trust. Learn how to do that together, and that'll teach you guys as a couple how to, to handle other situations in life. Right. Like it's, it's that simple. Sources, yeah. Like, like that was a great yeah. point you said, because I didn't even think about that. As as a woman, like that's your mom. Right. You have to stand up and say to your mom, like, yo, this is the yeah, man that I'm, like I'm in love with. Right. And she has to do that. She has to stand woman up. She got a woman up. My, yeah. My conversation with my mom went a little something like, you and dad have equipped me with a moral compass, with the discernment to know yeah. right from wrong. So I would, I would love if you can just lean on that and have confidence in the fact that I will not be involved with or bring someone around the family who I felt did not match that, who didn't come from a family that exhibited the same characteristics. You did. And I, yeah, I had to have like, a, and it wasn't like a whiny conversation. No, it, it was wasn't direct. a screaming. It was very direct. And I feel like approaching her like that gave my parents a level of respect that, wow, Kadeen's actually like speaking to us like a grown up. You Do know? you remember so. when you had this conversation with her the first time, the trip to Jamaica? Yes. Let me tell you a funny story, right? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kadeem planned on going to Jamaica, right? This one uh, spring break in college. And um, it was We were just, about, what, 20? We were- Yeah, uh, we, we were 20. 20. two years in. Two years in college. that's when you stopped coming around? <laughs> yes, this, this is when I stopped coming around, right? It was just us two. And I told my dad that I was going to Jamaica. And, you know, he booked the tickets and stuff like that. And he didn't ask me no questions. He's like, oh, you going to Jamaica? You know, like, Me and Kadeem, a couple friends going, blah, blah, blah. So Kay told her mom that me and her were going to Jamaica- Right. And the funny thing was, whenever you plan these trips when it's you and your girlfriend, it always starts with a group of friends. Sure thing. Then one friend drop out, then another <laughs> friend drop out. And then about three days before I leave, it just yeah. had everybody drop. It was just us. It just what are you us. gonna do? We already bought the tickets. Right. So my father had already purchased the tickets for mm -hmm. us. Uh, he bought a, a gift for me for a spring break. And then we're at her parents' house. And her mom, you know, is very quiet and she's just like, mm, guys, very stoic. Guys going away on vacation together. And I'm just like, okay, this is getting awkward, right? So then she's like, Deval, you know, how do you feel about me letting my daughter go away on vacation with this boy, some boy? <laughs> and I'm like... She definitely pulled out the boy. She got very Jamaican on him, I will say. And I'm just looking at Kadeen like... And and she did say, um, Kadeen, I, I mean, uh, you know, I don't understand why you would feel as if Oh, a girl of your caliber yeah, would allow for some some man <laughs> to take you away on vacation. Wait, what will I say to your grandmother? What will I say to your aunts and uncles when they ask, where is Kadeen for spring break? And I was like, you don't got to tell them nothing. Like, why they, why they got to be in my business, though? So you why do you voice? feel like you got to tell? And you my see shoulder, you see how my shoulders are touching my ears right now? I was like, yo, why do you have to even tell my business? And I had my hand on her shoulder. I was like, bring your shoulders down. Bring your shoulders down. You're making it hot. You're making it hot. I was making it hot. And my voice got a little high. And then my mom hit me with the, who are you talking to? And then at that point. I said, oops. And then at that point, I was like, y'all think my father's outside. <laughs> Got up, walked right out the door, didn't look back. Because she was like, the last time I checked, 
two women cannot live in the same house together? I don't know what happened to that. I was gone. I, I left. was like, I walked oh, to my house. God, here we go. I walked to my house. And, and we her, didn't go on vacation. We didn't go on vacation, didn't guys. Go on vacation. Thank God your father got trip insurance because I tried to hit her with the, but his dad already spent the money on it. She, wasn't she trying said, to hear I it. will give him back every red cent. Yeah. I will give it back to him because I can do that. And I'm just like, damn. So there's no way around it. And we were 20. No way around it. We were like 20. grown adults yeah, living we were on college yeah, Exactly. And then so I said to her, I said, you, see, you, should, you didn't even have to tell your mother. We could have just went. Like, I, See, and I was, I was just like, trying to be honest. Yeah, she like, was like, yeah, I'm not going to leave the country. I can't and, leave the country and not tell my mother. You see? I was like, She no. raised me right. But in turn, she, we couldn't go nowhere. Right. She raised you right. But she still owed my father $463.22. <laughs> and you know your father going to ask for that, too. Trip insurance don't cover all of that. Frugal Frank is going to ask for it. He's probably keeping a tab. But we say all that to say, in the end... Her mom lives with us now as we relocated. Mm -hmm. She's great with the kids. Me and her have a great relationship. Such a great help. But we went through those times. Yeah, And that was two years in of us dating. We went through those times. Definitely. We didn't speak for two months. Two years after that, I didn't go by her parents' house. And um, it took time for her to to learn to trust me and to prove to her that I was worthy of her daughter's caliber. (laughs) And it was worth it because now we we great. You know, it was great. I was dating a man of similar caliber. Caliber. <laughs> I don't know where your mother comes from. I don't from know. With- she be having these words. The caliber, <laughs> auspicious, you know, very West Indian, very Jamaican terms and yes. stuff. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And we have more listener letters coming up after we get into some ads. So stay tuned. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. We're back with some more listener letters. These are some good letters that we've gotten in. Yes. And we were just sifting through a ton of them. So there are so many good ones in here. Let's get on to question number four. All right. So I've been dealing with a guy for almost three years. He is a provider to himself and two children who are not his. I can go to him and talk to him about anything because our communication is great. He encourages me and supports me in everything I choose to do. The only problem is he has a girlfriend. And she has been around before and since we've been talking. So she's been around before and since we've been talking. Okay. I have tried to talk to other guys, but it never seems to work with them. They're just not on his level. I'm stuck because I know it may never go anywhere. But at the same time, I haven't come into contact with anyone who matches what he does. I'm lost. So she the side chick. You the side piece, sis. So she the side chick. Yikes. Or is she just someone who... No, she the side chick. Oh. She said, I'm dealing with a guy for almost three years. He's oh, a provider so the- to, my, to, to myself 
and two children who oh. are not his. So she, he probably See, breaking I didn't know her what, off. I didn't know what the dealing dealing can mean. So many things nowadays. Dealing is it sexual or is it dealing? Like, three years? How you deal with somebody three years? <laughs> Bruh, you you because I was confused. Sustaining two said, families. Yeah, that's why I had to read it over. Like what? Provider to myself and two children who are not his. She didn't say two children that were hers. Two children that are not his. I can go in and talk about anything because our communication is great. He encourages me and supports me. Everything I choose to do. The only problem is he has a girlfriend, so it's probably his girlfriend's two kids. So he's helps his girlfriend out with her two kids, but she's a side chick. <laughs> and, but it's funny though. She says the only problem is he has a girlfriend, and she has been around before me, and since we've been talking, sis. All right, sis. Sis, you know, listen, cut, cut your losses, boo. Listen. The framing. She's been around before you and while you. So (laughs) clearly. So she's been his girlfriend. Right. And And you haven't changed his mind about nothing. So. Hold on. We just got to go back because. All right. Dial it back then. Let's just go back. How she framed the question. She Mm -hmm. framed the question as if she was a girlfriend. And this in part is the problem. All right. People put themselves in these relationships. That they end by themselves. Exactly. Yep. Because he's not in a relationship with her. Nope. It, she clearly knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know this guy. I love him. But the problem is he got a girlfriend and she got two kids. Like, if you think about the fact that you say that out loud. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So this sis. is not a two-way street here. It's not a two-way sis. It's not a two-way sis. It's not I mean, a dealing street, with him bro. and providing for you and whoever these other children are, whether it's yours or hers or somebody else's. It sounds like he's a great provider and he's a nice guy. But what are you looking for? You she's looking I mean? for a relationship because she clearly said that she dates and she even said it I've dated other guys which means they don't have a relationship well maybe you're connected to him and he's not connected to you and if that's the case that's a problem mm. that's that, a major problem listen the bottom line is she's a side chick man and she caught feelings this is very this is very clear she's a side chick and she caught feelings and now she compares every guy that she dates to him which is a lose-lose for her because mm-hmm. no no other guy gets a, a fair shot right but then I, I can understand when you feel like, damn, I found the one. No. But when you're no- not the one, when you're not the one to the one, this is the <laughs> how problem. does that work? This is the problem. And this is what I've been telling my friends about side chicks. This is what they got to understand about side chicks, right? Side chicks always feel that you're the one. You want to know why side chicks always feel like you're the one? They get the best of you. Yes. They deal they with you get, on the side. They yeah. deal with you on the side, not at your worst. They only deal with you in a, a moment of escape, in a moment of paradise. Mm-hmm. So they, of course they feel like, they get the they get the best of you, yeah. right? They don't get with you when you're upset and you coming home and you're dealing with this or dealing with bills and stuff like that. They get the part that everybody loves to deal with and they fall in love with that. And this is what I try to tell some of my friends. When you only provide that to a person, they're going to fall in love with that. For sure. And more than likely, you're going to fall I, in I love with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the flip side, I've known some females who have been in situations like that and yeah that's that escape life but i've also said what happens when you throw real world situations into everything you have a friend she's a woman and she had a side dude and he was married she was the side dude so the two of them when they were with each other away from their spouses everything was perfect perfect yeah right Mm -hmm. the minute they left their spouses mm-hmm. and started really getting in a relationship. It didn't work. It didn't work. It did not work. Because that's what happens. It's true. And that's what she needs to realize mm-hmm. is that even if he leaves his girl friend with two kids and starts dating you for real, you're not probably going to like that person that you get. 
as much as you like them right. when you are only getting them at that part-time right. moment. And that's what the people need to understand. The substitute lover situation. That's what people need to understand. The it happens. The substitute lover situation. And it, it happens to everybody. It happens to the, the, the best of people, yo. I don't know, sis. You said I'm lost. Find yourself. I think you <laughs> found, be found <laughs> and find your way out of that situation because the feelings are going to continue to grow and then you might start doing things out of character yes. and you know honestly it's an illusion yeah what you think you have with him is an illusion because he's in a whole nother relationship with a woman with two kids so you don't you don't get all the brunt of everything else that he deals with for sure so you think that you love this man and like you say Kadeem no other man is going to stand up to that because you only get him in paradise and you won't give him, the other guys a fair chance to right. really prove to what to you what they're no, capable of but even when he she gets them in a fair chance mm -hmm. she's giving a guy a fair chance she's getting the paradise from that guy and the other parts that this guy never has to show her true you see what i'm saying you mean through dating? Through dating, because she's not dating him. If she, if he has a whole girlfriend with two kids, he don't got time to date her. Mm -hmm. He just provides for her and does all the does all the nice stuff. She gets the twenty. She gets the twenty from him. She gets the twenty. Mm -hmm. She gets a hundred from everybody else, and the other stuff is what turns her off. Those guys probably are just as good guys, maybe even better, but because she gets all the aspects of those guys, then she's just like, I'm turned off because this guy is just perfect. No, no, sister. She gotta let that go, yeah, yo. Go. Sis, you gotta let that go. If you if you really feel like you want to find somebody that you can have your own relationship with, you gotta let him go. Right in its entirety crazy, too, because I'm sure there's you're missing something here. Clearly, you're missing something here. Yeah. There's a deficit. All as great as he Absolutely. is, there's a deficit. Because she's you still know, dating other guys. Your wells still running dry. Yeah, that's. Ah. The way she framed that question was hilarious, though. She framed it like she was the girlfriend. Yeah, the only problem the is The only he has problem a wife. is, dum dum dum. <laughs> he has a wife. He got somebody. And kids. Okay. All right. Question number five. Me and my husband caught my father cheating on my mother. Woo! Ooh. 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 Let me go back. <laughs> me, and my, me and my husband caught my father cheating on my mother about a year ago. Not the first time. Okay. We confronted him about it and told my mother, and I don't know how they resolved. They don't know. Uh, they don't want to talk about it. They figured it out. Okay. Here we are again. My mother is hinting at me that she thinks he's cheating, and my husband and I see clues that he might be. He's a trucker and loves posting his life on Facebook, but when he tr when his trips are delayed, his he's silent and tells mom not to call him because he's uncomfortable talking on the phone with his passenger with him. Oh, daddy. Damn. Damn. I was wasn't rolling the stone. <laughs> All right. Uh, he won't tell her who the passenger is. Problem is, my mother is like Kadeem's mother. She hates confrontation and she throws everything under the bus, under the rug. And my father is domineering and he's encouraging her to throw his actions under the rug. But it's making my mother irritable and snappy towards everyone, even my kids, while my father is happy. It makes me and my husband very uncomfortable. I'm the only child and they are. They are our only village. What should we do? Oh, if anything at all, to try to bring peace back. Is there a way to help prevent this same thing happening again next year? Ooh. Gosh, that's, wow, that's. Uh, oh, that made me a little sad. That's deep, yo. That made me a little sad. That is a super deep question. Um, And seeing as though you're the only child, I know it's hard because I know, like, for example, me, I have my siblings where if something goes wrong or there's like a parent yeah. issue that's happening, you can kind of find refuge and speak to, you know, yeah. your, your siblings and you guys can kind of have to try to rally around your parents if you needed to. But it's also super hard um, because I think in this circumstance, your parents are adults. Um, they're your parents. So there's this level of like a, 
respect, quote unquote, or like a platform that I know for me, I used to put my parents on. Like my parents can do no wrong. Right. You know, they see no wrong. They, you know, they're just like these perfect individuals. And sometimes it's hard when you see that your parents are not, they're you know, human. they're human and they're not doing things right. that you always thought would be, you know, super, super clean. Um, that being said, I think it's unfair for your mom to then be taking that out on everybody else. Oh, I was thinking the same exact thing. Because you ain't cheating on her, nor nor is your husband. And it's really, really hard for her. And, and if it's something, if it's a conversation that your mom is is making you privy to, meaning she's hinting at you that he's doing again, doing it again, I think you need to be open with your mom as well and let her know that she cannot take that out on you or your spouse and then drive a wedge between your relationship because she has an issue with your dad. Because your dad mm. is clearly... Doing his own thing, you know, I mean, for the whole scenario of him being on the road and he can't talk because of his passenger and stuff like that in itself just throws red flags all over. This is the first thing. And once again, I'm not a um, I'm not a, a therapist and I'm not an expert. But what it sounds like to me is there may be a little bit of abuse there because you know how they say how the abused always runs back and defends the abuser. Right. Mm-hmm. They said they caught him once. They told the mom, him and the mom dealt with it, mm-hmm. kept it quiet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They dealt with it. Now she's hinting back at it to the to the daughter, but she's not saying it directly. Right. The daughter and the husband, son-in-law. the son-in-law found out, right? Mm-hmm. It may be a thing where the mom doesn't have anyone else to speak to about it. Maybe embarrassed. So hinting at the daughter also may be a cry for help. For help. For sure. Maybe a cry yeah. for help, and yeah. it may be in the daughter's best interest to um find another. It sounds bad, but I mean, it just if your mom is crying out for help, she may want to be out of that situation, and she may have to find a way to get her out of that situation if if it's that bad. Now, this is what I think they should do. This is what I would do if it was me. If it was me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to my mom about it. I talk directly to my to father. Dad. About I was it. gonna say, yep. You know how I am. I, I know. I'm not gonna talk to my mom about it. This right. is not my mom's issue. Right. All right. I yep. caught you. I saw I saw this. Right. This is what I saw. This is what I saw. Right. And as the father, and this is what comes back to being the leader in the household, right? Too much is given, much is respected. Right? Too much too much is given, much is expected. Heavy is the head that lies the crown. You have to own this and deal with it. Right, you're gonna have to make a decision. Either you're gonna do the right thing by mom and make sure everything is happy in the house because what your actions are trickling down on your kids and your grandkids. If you're not willing to do that, I'm gonna have to take the responsibility to protect my wife. You know what I'm saying? My kids and remove us, including her, from the situation. That's how I would deal with it. And it would probably be more more hurtful for the father to know that now my daughter and her family is now going to detach from me and my wife because they don't want to be subjected to that. Yes. Um, I think it's also to a generational thing when I look at this scenario where, for example, with me seeking or being the, the pillar of communication or trying to help my parents problem solve was something that was always told that I should stay away from. Like you're the child. So regardless Mm -hmm. of how old you are, you don't know about grown folks stuff. Which is true. And you should not peek your nose in or give your opinion to grown folks stuff. Like back in the day when grown folks were having a conversation, I could not be hanging around. I was sent to another room and nobody wanted to hear my two cents because I'm not talking to you. 
And growing up around that culture, I can see where it would be difficult to maybe then speak to your parents as an adult and an observer and say, I see that you're doing X, Y, Z wrong, you know, and kind of putting them out there, like putting them on blast and saying, this is what we've witnessed. Can we speak about this? Right. But seeing as though that's your parents, naturally, that's the struggle because you care so much about your parents as a couple. You care about them as individuals. You care about their health and their well-being. That would be my struggle See, but, of how how to maneuver that, but while still sounding respectful and being respectful to them in their relationship, but also to I hear you. giving my two cents. You're absolutely right, and this is what I'll say about that. Especially, you never you never interject your, yourself into another couple's marriage. You never do that. I never do that. But if their marriage is being interjected into your life, for example, they said that this grandfather and grandmother is the only village they have which means these are the only people who watch their children Mm -hmm. and the way you're behaving is affecting the way she's uh, affecting my children I have to step in as a parent to protect my kids there's nothing gonna stop me from interjecting to Mm -hmm. protect my kids I don't care who you are if my parents are misbehaving or behaving poorly and Mm -hmm. it's gonna affect my children or they're creating a toxic environment for your kids when they're there I I have the right to step in and say something now if my kids weren't there and it was no issues, and y'all had y'all issues, and we found out about it. Yo, you need to handle that, bro. But since my kids are there, and it's become an issue where the the way she behaves around my children, I gotta say something. I have to. If it's my parents, I have to. Like I said, if my kids aren't there, hey, I heard about this. Yo, y'all gotta deal with that. I throw my hands up. I'm not interjecting myself into other people's marriage. But something like that, and and you know, it sounds even in the language, in the way she wrote the letter. My father's domineering. My mom mm-hmm. likes to sweep stuff under the rug. It does sound kind of like my mother just going to do whatever my father say. But then she takes that behavior and puts it on the grandchildren. That means something's ex- upsetting her a right. lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that could be a lot to deal with too in itself. Like <laughs> nobody wants to be around somebody who's... And you're snapping at me for not even something I did. Right. But you're snapping at me because you're in an overall bad mood because your husband's on the road you have doing to his something. thing. Yeah. And and at this point you definitely have to say something. Respectfully, but respectfully but say something. To dad. To dad. And and if you say something to dad and he's I don't care, I don't mind your business, and you say something to your mom and she decides to continue to exist in that environment, you may have to remove your children from that environment. Mm-hmm. And remove yourself and, and for remove an yourself a little bit. And find somewhere else. And maybe that can be the lesson to teach your mom to stand up or to show your your father that, you know what, I'm losing out on my family with my behavior. Because yeah. sometimes it takes that for them to realize they lost something. It's true. You know, but you, I would definitely say something to dad. Like, if dad is domineering, you know, I would say something to him. And I think, I, I mean, I'm not sure how every father-daughter relationship is, but I feel like if I went to my dad, like if, if I was infusing this into my, you know, life, and I went to my dad as a daughter, like, daddy, like, mm-hmm. you know, being able to kind of break him down a bit, because she says she's the only child, mm-hmm. maybe he'll respect that coming from her. Or maybe it may embarrass him a bit to see like, oh my goodness, I can't believe like my kids my, I've been so sloppy and my actions are now affecting everybody and my daughter knows what's going on. Right. Maybe he may take that approach. Maybe he may, may be so domineering that he don't want to hear it either. Maybe. And like Deval said in that circumstance, you already have a husband. You ain't trying to be, be nobody else's wife either. Right. You have your own issues to deal with as well. And and a lot of times, though, I, I have seen like when a daughter tries to say something to a father, when the wife's already said it, more more than likely he's probably going to be like, man, if I ain't listen to your mother, I'm not listening to you. 
Or did your mother put you up to this? Right. And then it becomes know? a thing where it's like, don't tell my daughter things about me. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And, it and then sometimes also- it's hard to feel like you're not picking a side, you know? As a you know, if a parent might look at you and be like, well, Listen, you're, you're taking your mom's side, you're taking your dad's side. It's like I'm picking my kids' side. Right. My kids come to your home. My kids, you're my kids' caretaker when I'm at work. Right. My kids are saying X, Y, Z. They mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable. I gotta say something. Or I'm taking my side because from my own sanity right. and my own, right. you know, it's okay to do my that. My own sometimes. personal mental health. I need to know that y'all yeah. are gonna be okay it's and okay that I can be okay coming around because you're the only village we have. And I think you should drive that force home to them and let them know you guys right. are. All we have, we don't want to have to now try to outsource a village and find more people to just right. be around just to avoid being around you. It's, you know, it's not an really easy, it's not an easy situation. I would say anytime you enter a situation to speak to someone, enter with love and respect. You don't got to be all up in arms in nobody's face. Enter with love and respect. Speak your truth. Yes. And let them show you who they are. Once they show you who they are, what they plan on do, accept it. Mm-hmm. And move accordingly. And move accordingly. That's it. You know that's, what I'm saying? You, it doesn't ass. have to be a heated. It's just that simple. That ass. That ass. Ooh, we had so many different topics that we discussed today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest takeaway just is it's more of a general kind of blanket statement. You cannot judge people for whatever situation they're in or what they're going through. Mm. People are people. Humans are humans. You're entitled to feel the way you feel the way you feel. And who am I to judge? You for feeling the way you feel. But I do believe that it's great when people seek help. It's great when people look for advice in the right avenues and channels. Yes. Because in the beginning, I said that, you know, I pretty much don't look to people for advice. But I do think that it can be um, something that's valuable if the advice is coming from someone who you value. Right. Whose opinion, opinion you value or someone who is well-versed in whatever the topic may be. That being said, you don't want any judgment. Um, you shouldn't give judgment in those situations either. And then, you know, that might actually help you to arrive at whatever answer or outcome it was you were looking for. Because usually when you're asking for advice, you're at a crossroads right. or you're new to something and you're looking to have somebody shed some light on something for you. Right. You know? So um, that's that's pretty much my moment of truth. I think I had several today, but that's what I can kind of sum it up as since we had so many different topics that we discussed today. How about you? Um, my moment of truth is simple, man. I don't mind taking advice if you provide me with a unique perspective. But like you said, I have to value your perspective. Mm-hmm. Just because you give me advice don't mean I got to take it. Mm-hmm. And also, be aware of the advice that you give other people. Because if you don't have the right perspective to give them, you could be giving them some bad advice. Um, it's that simple, man. Just yeah. a, a smart man. I was about to say, what was your standby yes. in the beginning? I was trying to like bring it back, but I couldn't. A smart man learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. So know who you're listening to. That is the moment of truth. And move accordingly. We open and close with an amazing little tidbit from you. Boom. Look at you with the gem drop. I'm a little wise sometimes. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You are right. I learned a few things in my life. <laughs> You feel me? You feel feel me, son? I feel you. I feel you. So be sure to follow us on social media. That's I am DeVal. And Kadeen I am. And you can finish out, babe. Go ahead. Tell them where to listen. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review because we love to hear your feedback, what you like, and what we can improve on. And also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That way, when we upload a new episode, it automatically downloads to your phone. Deadass. Deadass, baby. (laughs) 
Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square and Denora Pena. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our associate producers are Kristen Torres and Treble. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns and mixed by Andy, Kristen's daughter. back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>